Yo, what's up everybody? I'm sorry about that. I know y'all missed me. I apologize. Welcome back to Get a Bucket. I repeat, welcome back to Get a Bucket, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Trey. Um, a lot has occurred in the NBA since we last spoke. Let's go ahead and get straight on into them, though, you know? Alright, so quarter one, right? Westbrook went to the Rockets and CP3 went to the Thunder along with some first rounders. So, we're now pairing Russell Westbrook and James Harden again. Alright, well, they did go to the finals, granted, with Kevin Durant in 2012. However, we're trying to pair the one and two most used uh, usage rate players in the league and what that means is they were utilized the most within the league within an offense so the ball went through Russell Westbrook's hands the offense went through Russell Westbrook and vice versa with James Harden for their or for their teams and those two players are on the same team now they are friends So maybe they'll be able to share the ball a little more. Plus, we did see two playmakers work with Chris Paul and James Harden a couple years ago. They almost beat the Warriors, and Chris Paul was injured. Now, Russell Westbrook is a little healthier. Actually, a lot healthier. A lot more athletic. So maybe this could pan out. Maybe. However, there are the, there are a lot of concerns. There are. I can't. I can't hold you. Russell's not this. Yeah, Russell's not the three-point shooter that Chris Paul is. He's not the floor general that Chris Paul is. Or at least he hasn't shown that ability. Um, Russell Westbrook is, however, one of the better players. Like if if Russell Westbrook is playing under control, he could very easily be easily be one like top five player. Top five. In some games, he looks like he's the best player in the league. But it's going to be interesting how this one actually pans out. They have a lot of shooters on the team, which is something Russell Westbrook hasn't really been used to. So that would be a new change of pace for him. So that also does bode well for the whole if the Rockets should win thing. Because let's be honest, the Rockets did almost beat the Warriors. So we do need to take that into consideration. They may, you could consider them to be the favorite. You could. Um, I personally am uncertain as to if I consider them the favorite. I have to see exactly who, where all the other pieces fall. But it is what it is. Alright, so where should CP3 go now? I mean, he's not going to stay on the Thunder, right? He, at least God, I hope not. Um, I have a couple of, of, of options for him. The 76ers, I think that would be great. If And these are all contingent upon him getting that buyout, right? Um, the 76ers, I think, would be a good fit for him. You have Ben Simmons. You have Joel Embiid. What you now have is someone who can slow the game down for you in the playoffs and can provide you that shooting and as well as coaching for Ben Simmons and running the offense effectively. Um that would be tremendous. And he has a bevy of players to pass the ball to. 
it would actually be a pretty decent squad. Like they would act, they might be the favorites. The Suns again, they just need a point guard, and it, it wouldn't be for Chris Paul. This would be more so for like Devin Booker and and DeAndre Ayton to get that development that they need. You know, uh, the Pelicans could be interesting. I. New Orleans, he returns, gives them a little show. Like it, it could fit. It could fit. I don't think he goes there. I don't think he goes there at all. But it would be an interesting storyline to see. Um, Dallas, Dallas would be an interesting possibility. You have Luca there as well as Christoph Porzingis. They could use Chris Paul. That would be actually interesting. Chris Paul again. Solid veteran, can space the floor, doesn't necessarily need to be the second or third option, but can be the second option if need be. Kristaps Porzingis is actually recovering or coming back from injury, so that could work in. Um, the Wolves, Wiggins and Cat, I personally think, I'm not a fan of Wiggins right now. Um, he needs to show me more, but again, those are two young players who could actually utilize the savvy veteran leadership that Chris Paul has. I know he has a knock against him, but eh, I let him pass. So, and then a return to the Clippers. Return to the Clippers. I think that would be interesting. That would be funny to actually see him and Doc Rivers again. I don't think that works. I don't think that works at all, but in terms of, like, style, because we've already seen it has, like, a little clash, but that, that would be a possibility as well. Ooh, how about the Bucks? Maybe the Bucks. I'd like to see uh, Chris Paul with Giannis. Pick and roll with Giannis. Mm. And then maybe Giannis gets a little mid-range. And then play makes. That'd be very interesting to see. Alright, so quarter two, right? The staple center is the staple center of the NBA. Like, we have... The Clippers versus the Lakers. A re- not a renewed rivalry. A rivalry that will actually that could actually form where you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis versus Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um yeah, some other notable characters. I'm not gonna try to slight Lou Williams at all. Um But yeah, you have a you have a really good LA now and I think honestly L.A. might be the epicenter of all the sports. You have the L.A. Rams, uh, the Angels, um, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Chargers. L.A. is, I, they, they, they're just, they're just doing their thing right now. But back to uh, basketball. Kawhi and Paul George just formed up. What it do, baby? Kawhi again gets a three-year deal, and pretty much told the Clippers, "Hey, you get me Paul George." I'm yours, Paul George, and then the Lake, the Clippers send a bevy of first round picks over to the Thunder for Paul George. Some of you think it's worth it, some of you don't. When healthy, Paul George is the MVP candidate, but he's had injury problems, so I'm a little shaky on it. So that's why I'm hesitant to say he's worth it. Talent wise, yes, but that formed right. Now, honestly, they just need maybe another center. Maybe. Like, I like Zubak. 
I like Zubak. He needs some more help, but he needs some help though. He will need some help. Anthony Davis is a monster. So, but you also can neutralize Braun and Kuzma. So pretty much their three-point shooting can be neutralized. Anthony Davis on the Pelicans wasn't enough against Kawhi and PG. It may be a little difficult. It may be a little difficult. And on top of that, you have Pat Beverly out there to defend. If I have to say between who wins between the Clippers and the Lakers, and I'm a Laker fan, I'm going Clippers right now. Uh, bronze teams usually have to develop over time. And on top of that, you have a lot of um, role players that are older. Yeah, you have some quality studs out there. You have some young guns. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's not too old. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's young. I get you all. I get that. But still, it's going to take time for that to develop. Meanwhile, the Clippers, they're already kind of gelled. You have a, a quality coach. You have an excellent GM. And you just acquired a stud who just carried the team to win the championship. So... And you're about to get an MVP candidate on top of that. And both of them are defensive-minded players. With offensive capabilities, the Clippers, especially early on, will be the better team. And then I'm personally of the mindset that defense wins championships. That's the reason why the Warriors won the championships. Was because they were able to defend. Not necessarily the offense. Granted, the offense was great. But the defense was elite as well. So the Clippers may be able to obtain elite scoring as well as elite defense. And that possesses the ability for championship. Now, the Lakers can get there, but my issue again is their role players are going to be older. And that may cause a problem. You have, more, you have a higher chance of injuries. Injuries can occur with both teams, but higher chance because of the age of players. Also, Anthony Davis... He's had injury problems. Now, yes, I also said Paul George had injury problems too, so it goes both ways. But the the higher chance, the more the higher probability for me, injuries kind of lean towards the Lakers. Sad. All right, so quarter three. Are we now in the era of the no super teams? Like, is this the dynamic duo super team, or the, the dynamic duo era? I say that because in 2010, actually, let's, let, let's scroll back to, I guess you can really say 2008, when the Celtics formed, and you had Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. That one wasn't really as bad, because they were kind of on the curtails of their career. Um, but that was the first really like that was the first big three of this time period that we're really speaking towards, right? And then you go with the heels with Braun, Wade, and and Chris Bosh from 2010 to 2014. And then you have the Warriors, and I'm gonna really say that was from 2017 to 2019. 2015 to 2017 was legit for them. All right, they won the. Uh, they, they they did that fair and square, uh, quote unquote fair and square. Now, we are not looking at three star teams, if you will. Um, we see two stars, or we see like some all stars, 
and some good up-and-coming young rookies. We see two superstars, but we don't see three superstars or, like, two superstars and three all-stars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not seeing these super teams form anymore. And it just shows that we have a bevy of teams with good talent. Like, there are legit 11 and a half teams that can win the NBA championship next year if things go right. Now, I say 0.5 because I give that to the Pelicans. They do have legit talent on their team. And if it goes well, gels well, and they face the right team, and they can mature properly... I'm not, I don't think they can win it at all. Do not get me wrong. I would not put my money towards that. But it is a possibility. Low probability, but a possibility nonetheless. The league is shaping up looking very nicely. Like, now, granted, there is a lot more NBA talent in the West, and that's, and that's cool. But the fact that there's like, parody in the league because of these dynamic duos is making it a little better like we I'm okay with the West being stronger than the East now because we have a lot more competition like it's 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 really insane actually I'm actually enjoying I'm going to enjoy this next year this might be the best year we've had in basketball for quite some time is this might actually be because Anybody, not not anybody, but a few teams can win now. So playoffs are going to be a lot more exciting. And then also, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are going to be in playoffs. So then all the people who really followed the NBA because of Braun, you're going to retain those people again. The Raiders are going to be sky high. Sky high this year. I promise you that. All right, so the biggest NBA stories for next year, right? Of course, the Clippers and the Lakers. That goes without saying. Um, the Rockets. I think the Rockets are next. How do they? How do they pan out? Next on my list. Believe it or not, the Warriors. Does Does Steph get managed the way Greg Popovich does, or does he get let loose and have fun like he did before? Because they're gonna key on him now. It's only him, really. I mean, you got D'Lo as well and Draymond Cool, but. The offense, as we right now know, is going to be running through Steph. So that's going to be another one. Um, who runs the East now? Kawhi's not there. So is it the Bucks? Is it the Sixers? I mean, the Sixers changed. The Bucks slightly changed as well. How are the Celtics going to look? Like, we, we don't know who runs the East now. Um, Kyrie versus the Celtics. That's going to be very interesting. Was it Kyrie or was it the Celtics? It was personally, again, both of them. A lot of the blame was thrown towards Kyrie unnecessarily. But that's going to be a good storyline. So there are going to be a lot of good storylines that we're going to see, ladies and gentlemen, coming out of the uh, NBA 2020 season. Alright, so quarter four, right? Summer League pressures. Mm. I know y'all been following Zion. He had his debut. Uh, he had 11 points, 4 of 9. He looked a little chunky out there. 
I'm sure he's been doing a lot. You know, he had a little media day. Coach K even said so. Um, or a few media days, a little awards. Um, he might not have been in game-ready shape. Skill-wise, in terms of the plays he made skill-wise, he wasn't looking as crisp as he could. Um, now, the power plays, the dunk, athletic moves, they were all there. He, he, he cradled little Kevin Knox on the court. Stole the ball, like literally just ripped the ball straight from him and then dunked it. Like, he did a solid job, right? Now, he's not playing because he has a right knee, he had right knee pains, quote unquote. So they're taking him out. And because of that, um, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, that's the weight issue. He's going to have to lose the weight, XYZ. Let's chill out real quick, people, because one, I'm sure a lot of people are going to try to put pressure on him to play. Oh, well, he's fine. Let him get ready for game time. Like he played, he's played well. He played in summer league a little bit. Let him get in shape. I mean, people, let's remember: summer league is like practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. I'm sure he'll be fine. I actually think he might struggle like a little bit early in the season. Just because that summer league time that was gonna be that should have been his time to develop. Like RJ Barrett, case in point, he struggled in the summer league and then got a little better as time progressed. So every rookie who did not participate in summer league, I'm assuming will struggle early on. You might get a little hot, but you're gonna hit a little wall early on. And then you'll eventually figure yourself into the NBA. But Zion's going to be comfortable because he'll have the luxury of playing with other teammates. So that's going to be very good for him, very good transition. But the fact that we won't be able to see him during the summer league, or the fact that we didn't get a chance to see him for any other games during the summer league does kind of suck. It really does. Um, I don't know if the weight's going to be a concern for him going forward. I don't. Because... I mean, if it is a if it is a reason right now, which I don't think it was, I don't think it is, but let's say it is, right? And it's early now. He may only get bigger. He's younger, but again, I I think the boy is gonna be fine. I know people are concerned about that. He seems like he manages it very well. When he was at Duke, it didn't seem like it was an issue. So I think we're gonna be good to go in terms of Zion. And being able to see him have a, have a successful career, I'm not I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to exactly speak like I'm factual on this. However, from my observations, he has not shown like the weight. He has not shown that the weight is going to be a serious issue. He is a little reckless, but that's his play style, not physical ability, or not not physical nature, or not not, not physical stature. Alright, well look That's all I have for today um, Again, I know we had a lot In the NBA free agency period so far Wanted to try and condense it down For you guys um, I didn't want to I really could honestly spend the whole hour But I didn't want to talk you guys heads off So keep listening Subscribe to the channel Follow the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter page Alright, see you guys